This episode is sponsored by Visible. Visible is a wireless company that believes you should only need you to save. No families or roommates, just you and your wireless plan. With Visible, you get unlimited data for just $30 a month, taxes and fees included. It's their best rate all on a one-line plan. Switch today at Visible.com and get $20 off your first month when you use the code SPOTIFY20. New activation and offer code required. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Offer ends March 31st. This episode is brought to you by Sambazon. Acai is a powerful purple berry that tastes like blueberries and dark chocolate. For real. And you can get your fill with Sambazon. Their acai packs make rich, delicious smoothies. And no blender? No problem. Sambazon's ready-to-eat acai bowls are a convenient option for families on the go. So go ahead. Enjoy the delicious powers of Sambazon acai. To find a store near you, visit Sambazon.com. Yo. What's going on, guys? Yo, Garden Report. What's Give up, fellas? Can I, just, can I just take a huge bite of something right before we go live? Nice, dude. Crunch. <laughs> yeah. And that's we're a, live. That's oh. a Jimmy That's a Jimmy Toscano thing to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it's a John Zanis thing to do. We got exactly. Sherrod coming to us live from the club. We got right Jimmy now. Bottle Caps over here. <laughs> I actually am upset. I don't have a drink with me tonight. So Jimmy Bottle no Caps. Way. Tim will Tim will uh, will rest easy tonight. There will be no bottle caps spinning. Yes, um, Celtics. The Celtics will uh, rest easy tonight too. I we rested easy. None of us watched any of the uh, last three and quarters. The Nets great. will rest in peace. Yeah, and um, they got murdered. Oh, that's tough. Um, it's a, been a hard day for 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 many of us. Jimmy Toscano, especially. Um, who spent most of the day uh, crying this. in his pillow. I'll talk about this. Um, I was late for work today because of uh, the Tom Brady news, but we were able to pull it together, you know, be men, show up, watch this game, and here to bring you some analysis um, of a game. I don't know what to say about it, Sherrod. I'll start with you. I mean. Why'd you do it, Tom? It was over. It was over. In tw- I know. You didn't have to, Tom. It was over in like six minutes. Um, if, if that, and you're being generous and giving them six minutes, it's incredible. It was, it was over in five or six minutes. I'm gonna you, the, the, the basket that told me that it, this was a wrap when Jalen Brown comes down, does a behind the back crossover, step back three pointer in front of Kyrie. And I'm like, he just Kyrie, Kyrie. It's going to be that kind of game. The, the Celtics, never, yeah. Never got any better. It never got any better for Brooklyn at that point. The best thing about it, the Celtics started the game on a 14 to three run. And Brooklyn called timeout. Okay. And coming off that timeout, the Celtics went on a 13 to one run. <laughs> and that was yeah. it. 27 to four. Lights and Joe and, and Joe Mazzula is thinking, see, this is why, this is why I don't do that. This is why. Damn yeah. it. You don't yeah. put back about timeouts. That like if you ridiculous. hit like a if you hit like a little bit of traffic coming in this game tonight, like you sat down in your seat and the game was was essentially over. Like you missed. You just might have thought about going back home. If you were yeah. if you were on your way here and you got here, you were on track to get here near the end of the first quarter. You might not have got to the just, arena. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Just just hit the left, then another yeah. left, then another left, and head back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those games, much. but it's nice. It's nice to be on the right side of it. I guess you know it could be a lot worse. I guess if you did go to the game, you didn't, you didn't want to show up down twenty six to four or whatever it was. So. Um, that was just a ridiculous first quarter. I mean, even the broadcasters were straight up laughing about it. Um, the Celtics could not miss, literally could not miss three-pointers uh, in that first quarter, whether it was Tatum 
Hollywood Brown. Um, guy set the tone early on, and then the you know I I mean hell John and Sherrod, you guys could have subbed in there in the second half, and I think they would have pulled this one off. But the role players you know did what they needed to do to to keep that lead. It's it's not crazy to blow a 20 point lead in the NBA. So you got to give the Celtics credit for just building it and building it and just keeping their throat, their foot on these guys' chest. Now the Nets didn't have Durant. You know, obviously we have to, we have to mention that that's, that's, I guess not even worth mentioning. But we didn't have smart. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair, right guys? Point being, they just don't, they don't have enough. Somebody out there. Jimmy, Jimmy, no Simmons to laugh at. I'm sorry, but you're, you should not. I don't care who you're missing. At some point, pride has to kick in, and that net pride must have just not got off the bus when they when they pulled up the TD guard no. because you do not get your ass kicked like this, regardless of who you have on on the floor. They didn't compete. I didn't think the Celtics played a great game. They just made open shots. I mean, this was they, yeah, yeah. They they played with pace. Which is good, they made, and, but they made nothing, all their shots. They made yeah, all their shots. There was yeah. nothing special or significant what they did. They made all their shots. There was nothing that this wasn't like they played with great effort and they were doing all these amazing things. They just played their game. Just played their game. Yeah, yeah. Make miss I league. Mean, well, I mean, six almost what was it fifty eight percent from the field? Yeah, I mean, geez, almost almost fifty percent from three. And that's off 54 mix. I mean, they almost hit had an NBA record for three pointers tonight. I mean, that's how often the uh, the shots were falling tonight. So, um, you know, this is one of those. This was like I think Bobby texted it. Is reminiscent of like the start of the year when they were just blowing teams out and playing for them. I'm not saying that here they are again, but um, it was a nice break from some of the games you've seen recently when they've been extremely cold. Um, so it's good. You know, take it. Coming in, you know, yeah. good to get a couple of big wins headed into the All-Star break. You don't want to go in. You want to go into that break on the right note, certainly. You don't want to be going in. And also with the trade deadline coming up here, you know, there's a lot of guys, uh, you know, that I'm sure are checking the uh, the sports ticker, if that still exists, and, and on Twitter, yeah. uh, looking for their names in the, in the rumor mills. So it, it, it's good if they can focus on, on just winning games right now. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And again, I, I, here, everyone's going to pile on me for, for putting it out there, but I'm, I'm coming off of what Sherrod said. They didn't do anything special. I, I do think they played with more pace and energy. I think the three days off showed. I think there was jump in their step. I think their defense was actually really, really, really tough. And it's almost that, that the combination was ridiculous. They were playing really good D and forcing the Nets into not great shots in that first quarter. And they hit freaking everything. And that's why the game was literally over in five minutes. Um, so they brought energy uh, early. But again, Shots falling, shots falling, shots falling is great. Um, you know, uh, Dirk put it in the chat here, like, "Hey, when we make threes, we're unbeatable," or you know, or they're unbeatable. Um, but that's the problem: is it's a fifty, it's a almost dead split. First half of the season made a ridiculous amount of threes. Second, second twenty five games or so, awful from three, like bottom bottom three or four in the league. So again. You see them doing what they did tonight, and it looks like early in the season, like they can do no wrong, man. They just freaking work and get good shots, and they're just killing people. And to have a night like this makes you feel good again. Um, But how sustainable is it uh, where, you know, in the live by the three, die by the three sort of thing? Because they have not been living by the three, at least not, not doing great with it. 
No, they, they haven't. I mean, I, this was just a, a smart play game by the Celtics. They, they, didn't do, they didn't try to do anything fancy. They didn't try to do anything that was outside of who they are. And the result is an easy-ass win. And Brooklyn put up no fight. That was the thing that surprised me. Not at I all. That, no resistance. Yeah. No, and that, that's surprising. I mean, because that seems to be the one difference between Jock Vaughn coach Brooklyn team and the Steve Nash coach team. They, and that, that it, it was surprising and in many respects disappointing because I was hoping this would be a little bit more competitive than this. I mean, the outcome is what I expected, but not this decisive. Yeah. The um, one play that stood out to me, and I can't remember when it was, might have been the early in the third quarter. And again, the game's already over, somewhere in the third, where um, the there was a tipped ball and it goes into the backcourt and Brogdon goes back to collect it. And he jogs past half court with the 10 seconds left to go in the shot clock. And then he just kind of keeps going in a straight line, walks all the way into the lane and hits a floater. And nobody got in his way. Like at that point, you got the guys on the ropes put some pressure on him, crossing half court, get him out of their rhythm, make him take a difficult shot. They literally allowed Brogdon to walk back almost all the way to his own basket and then just jog in and just shoot a little floater uncontested and not one person ever closed on him. Just emblematic of how little effort uh, Brooklyn put into this game. And again, they really obviously had all of their, you know, their spirit, um, you know, and every, all of their, you know, you know, kind of, will snapped in the first uh six minutes there i mean you go down 30 in the first quarter that's it uh game set match so i mean but it, it th- there wasn't much resistance at any point in time from them it did no fight at all but, and what surprised me was it wasn't tatum and brown that were taking advantage of it. it was guys like malcolm it was guys like Derek white who got an inbound and just dribbled the ball of nonchalantly no one picked him up at all the next thing you know he's got an open dunk that, that was yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should never Ridiculous. happen. It should never happen. What's funny is it looked like what whatever defensive presence existed was so worried about the lob to Rob on that play that they just played off of White. And you're right, he kept going, and he's like, "So I'm dunking this," and he just walked right down the middle of the floor in a straight line. He didn't even zig at any point. He literally just went in a straight line and just dunked it on the whole Nets team. It's, I mean, it's so bizarre. You you never see that from a role player. It's one thing if LeBron does that or KD does that or, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Tatum or whoever. But no disrespect to Derek White, but he shouldn't be having that kind of open lane at any point in a game. And yet it was that kind of night for the Celtics where they got anything and everything they wanted. And again, they never they, they didn't have a lot of heat checks either, which I was surprised at. There were a couple, but for the most part, they play within, the, you know, within the offense and just got whatever they wanted and made Brooklyn pay over and over and over again. Sorry, lost my mic for a second. You got me. For fans, that's fun. Uh, it's fun beating Brooklyn. It's fun beating Kyrie. I think it's is it ten and zero since the logo stomp. I forget what it is. You know, whatever it is, it's it's. Uh, you know, people are enjoying it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's a good bounce back again. You know what the best part about tonight is the Lakers game was still not a great, you know, not great, um, not perfect, still a sloppy game, but a good gutsy kind of win. Um, coming off of a three-game losing streak, uh, this was, again, a lot has to do with the shots going down, but this was a – they finally played well. You got to – you got to – get those back under your belt, right? 
They they just won nine in a row. They went on a little skid. Lakers game wasn't perfect either, but they won. It's nice to get one where we be like, yep, this is what we do here. Um, and, and it was good. And you could tell it felt like a, you know, setting a tone sort of early game. Like I said, you could see the jump in their step early on. So it, it felt like there was a little bit of purpose here. Yeah, and I was expecting a lot more from Kyrie Irving, who, you know, he's been in what, what I would call contract Kyrie Irving lately. Ever since he came back from all the, the off-the-court stuff, he's been really, really good, and they've been really, really successful. And there was just – Kyrie, I thought, in many ways set the tone as far as fight is concerned. He didn't look aggressive. He didn't look assertive. He looked like, you know, just kind of going through the motions out there. And with no Kevin Durant around, it's like, what the hell are you doing? If that's how you're approaching this game, because this was a bit, this was a big game for Brooklyn. They could have really made a statement, even if they didn't win. If they're competitive, that I think is something that would have bode well for a lot of their role players going forward. But Kyrie, he set the tone by just being real, just kind of lethargic out there. Yeah, you could see it. It almost had the vibe of like second night of a back-to-back sort of game. I'll launch a few, and if they're going in, great. If not, well, not our night. But like that's kind of the worry with Brooklyn here, without. Um, and again, Kyrie didn't have a terrible night. He just wasn't assertive. I mean, Kyrie Irving was a minus 30 in 10 minutes in the first quarter, you know, <laughs> on his own. And again, that's just how bad that was. How do you do that? If you're, if you're the best player on the court and you're a minus 30 in a single quarter, yeah, you probably needed <laughs> to do a little bit more, you know, minus 30 when he, when the first quarter ended, I couldn't freaking believe it. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole team must have been floating around minus 30. Most were, but he played the yeah. most minutes, so he freaking wore the 30 around his neck, you know? Don't don't put this on Royce O'Neal. Don't put this on Claxton. Don't put this on Joe Harris. He couldn't do enough. Kyrie. Kyrie didn't have enough to, to carry the team tonight. I mean, 20 points isn't going to cut it. I mean, 50 points wouldn't cut it tonight, but still, 20 points when, you know, you're clearly the number one option out there with, with guys being out is just not enough. Kyrie didn't do enough to carry Kyrie tonight. Forget about the team. This wasn't even good enough for Kyrie. His numbers at the end of the day look good. But for those of us who who have actually glanced for punishment and watched this entire game, Kyrie was never actively engaged. This this was game five Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks, Kyrie Irving. He's just out there running. He's not doing anything aggressive or assertive. But that's cool because he's in, you know he's still in the club and he and Jalen you know they get their daps after the game and everybody's cool you know and like that's all right I'll see you in Utah all right buddy you know yeah yeah all um, stars all stars all stars I'm okay um, with that I'm okay when Tatum does that after a win I hate when he does that after a loss like just just go just leave the court leave the court don't be dapping up um, you know when they lost to the Heat I couldn't stand that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring it up any more further than that because it's old news now. But generally speaking, if you get worked or if you lose a game that you're supposed to win, don't be all lovey-dovey with the opponent right after the game in the middle of the court. At least make a. At least let us believe that there's a there's a level of like unlikability yeah. between the two sides there. Just a just a minute. Nah, they want to be liked. They want to be liked by Kyrie. You're never gonna turn down the Kyrie hug and the dap. There, it just is what it is, you know. Kyrie, I'm just waiting for Kyrie. Uh, you know, Kyrie. Players, sure players love post-game. Kyrie. Players love Kyrie. I know, but you know, is, is Kyrie going to take credit for the Celtics win tonight? 
You know, like just those guys that put the game. I can't wait for the Kyrie. I can't wait for the those guys have come such That's, a long way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. He presides over the Celtics' <laughs> success over them. Every time they work uh, him, he has something. He has to take a little bit more credit. Always. <laughs> Did you guys see that behind the back step back three Jalen hit? Where do you think that came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's good to see. It's good to see Jalen. I'm so uh, proud of their growth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's definitely coming. A hundred percent. That is, that is, there was a good one of those in the last game too. I, I think, I think. Um, yeah. So again, good stuff here. Uh, we got Bobby and Josue also at the game. We'll get them to jump on and give their thoughts on uh, what was obviously a super, super convincing uh, Celtics win over Brooklyn and a nice get right game. Phoenix is coming in later. Last time they saw Phoenix, they were, they were beating them by 50 points. Phoenix um, without Booker though. Uh, yeah. Phoenix without Booker. Celts have had a few. Celts have had a few of those. It's pretty good, you know. Two, two no Durants. You know, I see Booker's no coming Booker back here. soon, but I, it looks like a he's no going to dismiss the Celtics. Not this one. They said maybe Brooklyn, which yeah. is who they play next. I think after the yeah. Celtics, but I could be wrong. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. so that's where we're at. Uh, one one person worth talking about for multiple reasons, because um, uh, he's always interesting, is Rob, um, who had a terrific stat line. Um, Minutes were reduced because nobody played, um, which is great. Um, I was begging for him on Twitter. I wanted to see him hit 20 because I wouldn't say he was looking for his offense, but a couple of times he did. One time he did get the ball in the block and he's like, I'm going to try and score now, which is something you never see. Most of it was on putbacks and really quick hands uh, and just being able to snatch the ball there uh, and, uh, and, and, and go to work there on the offensive glass you know, one alley-oop there. I still don't see him jumping as well as I want to see it, but he's so friggin' like his hands are so amazing. Um, and he's just snatching balls out of nowhere and he's so quick and he's quick to put it back up there that he had a really super effective night tonight. Um, and he's, I still don't think he's got his superpowers at this time, which is still amazing because again, uh, I, I still think there's like two and three levels left in this guy. And he was still super impressive tonight. I think you're right. I think he definitely has levels left that he can climb to. To me, the biggest and most obvious one is when he gets the ball on the block or at the elbow, don't just pass the ball. Actually back up, back somebody up and try to score. I still, I think that's the next level yeah, for he Rob. He passed up a straight up 12 yes. quarter one time. Quarter. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I need I need to see him take that shot. I don't care if he makes it. Take the damn shot so you can get better at it. Hey, by Manning here. Wanted to take a second to tell you about BetOnline.ag, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs here in January to pro and college basketball rolling on, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. 
Yeah. And that's to me, I mean, it, it, it's apparent to me that it's a mentality thing. You know, this was a blowout game. So he's thinking, okay, I'll put a couple of shots up. You know, there's no, there's no risk in it. Um, you know, I'm obviously not being relied on to, you know, score important baskets right now within a close game. So it's like, obviously he doesn't feel like he's part of the offense in a situation where it's a typical, I guess, running the typical offense in a close game. Right. So, I want to see him think more that way when it is close, or I want his teammates to think more that way when it's close, because I mean, his field goal percentage is obviously high. You know, it's always going to be high. His, his, his field goals are within the cylinder practically. So we're begging for him to take some 12 footers some 50 footers, you know, bring the, bring the shot back a little bit. I don't know if it has anything to do with Kevin Garnett, maybe being in the building. this Oh week. yeah. I had to come back Some, to that. Something Garnett I've been clamoring everything. for. Yeah. I said you get a lot Garnett in a room or lock him in the gym with with Rob for a, for a few hours or a few days or weeks. And when he leaves, he's got a little bit of a jump shot. He's got that mentality where he's going to attack. He's going to score first. Or just be a guy that's, you know, grabbing rebounds and blocking shots. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you have an offensive game. It's it, you, you can't be a zero out there. Seven and eight from the field tonight. I want to see that stat line in a closer game. I want to, Jimmy, my, my thing, Jimmy, to, to what you're talking about with KG, I want to see that edge. I want to see that nasty. Exactly. The jump, the jump, the jump shot, I think that's going to come with time, but I need to see that nasty mentality, edge, yeah. feistiness. The, 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 I want to see him, and he, obviously you're not going to be KG, but you can be KG-like and just have a little bit more of an edge, a little, little bit more tangible fight to because Rob is an incredibly talented player, and I think we all agree that his best days are ahead of him in the NBA. Well, part of that needs to be finding that inner asshole, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. That's what I want to see. From him. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the whole thing with KG. It's not, it's not just about jump. It's, it's the attitude. It's the mentality. It's not just Rob. I want the whole team to, I think everybody should want their, their players to have the mentality that KG has. And I obviously don't expect that, but just being around a guy like that, it's contagious. So if, if one guy, and maybe it's Marcus Smart to an extent, if one guy kind of has that attitude and mentality and that grit and fight, that's contagious out there on, on the on the uh, basketball court. So, yeah, I think Rob definitely could benefit from having a little bit more of that edge that you talk about. That's part of it for sure. And I think if he does develop something like that, that's going to lead to being more aggressive on offense and to be like more like FU mode where I don't care. Like Rondo went into FU mode all the time. He didn't give a sh- he didn't care at all if he missed five shots in a row. He was still gonna take he was still gonna get his. And he was still was gonna take his. And that clicked for him. That's something that he um played like his first couple of years in the league. But that eventually as he got into the league longer and longer, he said, Everyone else is shooting, everyone else is getting theirs, I'm gonna get mine. And that's how Rob has to feel too. Not to the detriment of the team, but he has to become a little bit more thinking. I can shoot. I can score. I can be aggressive. I can literally dunk on anybody. Um, and that'll hopefully come in time. I like it. I got more on Rob. Uh, Rob did a really, uh, really good interview. Uh, we have a couple of sound bites. I'm going to play those um, oh, nice. as soon as, as soon as we get them in Rob. And I, and I love, I love what Rob said. I love hearing this from him. I, I, so I want to play it and I want you guys to hear it as well. You love uh, Rob. Before we, 
I just love Rob in general. Before we get to that, I'm going to tell you about um, our sponsors. Again, uh, one of our terrific sponsors, Athletic Greens. By this point, you guys know everything about it, but I'm going to tell you once again. Yeah, we do. Uh, th- this is something that we really believe in uh, at the Garden Report here, and uh, we all use and we all swear by, and we wouldn't say that if we didn't. Um, so uh, you got us. We're hooked. We're all AG1 addicts at this point. Um, yeah. Great supplement. You take it at the beginning of the day. You don't have to go chasing a million different ones. Takes care of all of your health needs. Immune system, recovery, mental clarity, focus, gut health, everything you want in there. Um, Go check it out. I love that word. Probiotics and adaptogens. Probiotics, prebiotics. Adaptogen, I feel like a a, a transformer. I'm an adaptogen. Yeah. I adapt. Decepticons and adaptogens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's but yeah it. that's what they that's help literally you it become but go get some uh it fits with any diet it has virtually no sugar you can go get it uh, to make it easy as always we they're going to give you a gift we're going to give you a gift that's how we do uh athleticgreens.com slash garden free one-year supply vitamin d five free travel packs your first purchase that's what they give you we give you a phenomenal t-shirt if you fill out the form we've put in the description of the show Anybody who supports any of our sponsors gets themselves a Phenomenal. T-shirt. I'm uh, taking my AG1 travel packs with me this weekend to the Pond Hockey Classic up at Lake Winnipesaukee. Oh, you do this every year, huh? Where it's going to be allegedly negative 30 degree real feel on Saturday morning when we will be playing uh, in an open frozen lake so you can imagine how much colder it will be with the wind whipping around but i guarantee you the ag1 will give me that little extra pep a little extra pep in my you gotta send some videos from that this year if i can get my phone to to work it's probably gonna just (laughs) die immediately as soon as i take it out of my pocket i'm not looking forward to the weather but the tournament every year is a blast and um hopefully we can uh we can get a couple wins out of it anyways that's that's the uh, goal but ag1 Popping a couple of travel uh, packets in my bag, and I'll be on my way. Goes great with a couple of pies. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple of Giuseppe's pies up there, Meredith, New Hampshire. Oh. Is that your thing? Well, yeah, they're pizza pies. Giuseppe's. Oh, pizza pizza pies. Well, you, you didn't specify. That's fine. Some people have to buy pie. Some people just make them. That's cool. Yeah. You do. You do you. Well, I'm on vacation, John, so everything yeah, is yeah, being yeah. made for me. I love that hockey tournament. I'm actually – I think that's an awesome thing. That it's a blast do. except it's all the weather dependent. So when you get when you get some screwy weather, it can put a, it can put a wrench in things. But everyone has a good time regardless. It's a guy's I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be doing it this uh, – this, uh, I'm pretty this sure year. you're right. I actually just bought one of those stupid-looking like head – face complete my you're not gonna even know it's me I, I'm that's fine i'm i'm uh i'm gonna i'm disappearing for 10 seconds just just a few just a couple just get a okay. charger you you guys carry you carry. wait 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 i'll be right what back you- <laughs> he'll be back jimmy i promise he'll be back i promise back. john you you would think at this point john would know to to charge his computer like during the show and not wait for it to die but that's okay year year four of, or season four of this we'll get there at some point <laughs> yeah, but you know, kind of getting back to the game though. I mean, we, we've talked yeah. a lot about Rob, and, and Rob is, was was amazing. But um, the thing that I, that I love about him, and I think most of us are like this, is that 
as good as he is and as much as he makes a difference for this team, it's clear he can get so much better. And that's the yeah. scariest part about Rob is that the only thing that I feel can keep him from being one of just a really, really high-level impact player in this league is health. That's literally the only thing that has slowed him down in his career up to this point. Because the talent has gotten better from one year to the next. Not like Jalen Brown continued growth, but definitely there's been a consistent growth in Rob's game from, from each of his years to the next one. Well, that's what we've we've mean we talked mentioned this in the show before and on like frustrating nights with Rob where we're just like, so is this just who Rob is going to be forever? Like, is he just going to always be dealing with like the next injury or, or pain or recovery? And he's just, we're always going to be talking about, oh, we saw a glimpse of what we think he can be someday, you know? And I mean, I hope not, but we're in what year of, of this now? Four. And man, one thing after another, it seems. So you got to hope, fingers crossed that, you know, there aren't any more setbacks here and there's no many, not any more dings that he ends up with. It's, a, you know, obviously he's playing center. It's a physical position and, you know, you're leaving your feet a lot. You know, who knows what's going to happen when you land sometimes. I'm not expecting him to, to never land on the injury report again. But you would just like this guy to get into a groove. I feel like he's probably been in one groove, one serious groove over his career. It wasn't. It hasn't been this year, obviously, and I, I think it was to an extent last year is, is when that was. He started flying around, and the Celtics were playing extremely connected, and then he went down, obviously, with the knee, and since then it's been a lot of touch and go. So you just want him to – and I understand why the team is being, you know, maybe overly cautious with it, and I don't know if that's something he mentioned tonight, John. I was cruising Twitter for a second, and I think he did talk about, you know, just – health and, and things like that. So I don't, I don't want to misquote him or anything like that, but um, you hopefully we'll get those, those videos up in a bit, but if he can just stay healthy, you're right, Sherrod. I mean, there's no, there's no telling how much better he can get. I mean, I don't blame him for, for second guessing things out there, you know, because he's probably thinking about not wanting to get hurt before he's thinking about pulling up for the shot. So he's, he's got to become, he's got to think less about, you know, his, his health and more about just improving uh, day in and day out, which like you said, on the macro macro scale, he is. But when you look at it from a game to game, sometimes it's hard to see because it's so like minuscule, like the, even the minutes, like sometimes they're barely, barely ticking up or the field goals tonight's diff- a different story, but sometimes he might shoot the ball twice or something like that. Yeah. And you're just like, man, like, is this what we can expect or is there more to come? Yes. So here is uh, he was asked Facts, a couple questions. No, he was asked a couple questions. One was on the jumpers. The other was on his ceiling. Here's what he had to say about his ceiling. I love this answer, by the way. How how much more of a ceiling do you think you have? Um, you know, I feel like the the ceiling for me is is, is no ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the teammates that I have. You know, um, through my injuries this year, they really helped me. You know, just stand in my ear, stand on my side, and Going back to the the jump hooks or the or the little jump shots, you know they encourage it. You know they encourage me to be who I am. The ceiling is there is no ceiling. Okay, there is no spoon. Yes, <laughs> mind blowing. Whoa, stuff from Rob. Yeah, yes, I like it because you're talking ceiling about sna- you're talking about snarl. I don't know how much snarl he'll play with. 
or uh, how much of an a-hole he'll be, but the confidence. You want to see him be confident. Part of it is just go, man. Like, right. I don't think, again, I make, and I make the, there is no spoon because the I've always made the Neo comps with uh, with Rob. I You know, you see him start to do stuff and it's, you know, he's beginning to believe, you know, like he's starting to get it. And like, I don't think he full, I hope he's healthy for long enough to realize that he's got these special gifts that he's not, that he's using like five to 10% of. And if somehow he just unleashes it into onto the world, he can do like, you keep waiting one year where Rob's going to show up and all of a sudden be like the best player in the, like it just on it, like three levels up. It's possible. You just haven't seen it. You're seeing incremental. You might even say a step back a little bit this year from where he was last year pre-injury. So that's what's frustrating when Jimmy was saying earlier, you know, you want to keep seeing it because you want to see how close can he get to it. But the injuries and the setbacks and the no offseason and the no development and all of that stuff, um, you know, keeps keeps him from getting there. And it's he's getting further along in his career. And, you know, you're worried about that knee and – could it flare up with arthritic conditions and how many years does he have left? So you kind of want to see him get there. Um, and every little bit, even a night like this where he starts to consider scoring a little bit more, mm-hmm. isn't afraid to maybe tee it up, you know, make a post move, shoot a jumper. That's part of it. That's part of kind of unlocking some of that potential. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, even though obviously him and Jason Tatum are very different players, they're going to have very different roles on this team. When you think about Tatum and how he, kind of gradually showed us glimpses of being a really great player. It took him three, four years before you felt that he's kind of got it figured out who he's going to be. He's not there yet, but he's getting pretty damn close to getting there, and he knows he's got the confidence to get there. I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that from Rob, the confidence to go out there and just be a badass. Uh, Not there yet, but he's clearly starting to figure that out a little bit more. And comments like the one he made tonight about about just, I don't got a ceiling. When I look up, I see sky. I don't see walls. I don't see any limitations. I see nothing but room to grow. That is what you want from a guy like Rob. Yeah, it's good to hear it. Let's see it. You know, if there's no you ceiling, see, yeah, right. let's see it. Then what I the mean, hell are you waiting for? Jump up. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah. I mean, but that, yeah, it, that's what you want to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, if he gets the opportunity, you know, if his health stays where it needs to be and, he, and that opportunity is there, you know, if, if that's how he feels, then his preparation should allow that, allow that success to come. Uh, that's really and, uh, all it comes down to. They talked about it a bit on the broadcast and Doris was talking about it. She loves Rob. <coughs> huh? She loves Rob. Doris might love Rob as much as I love Rob. It's and, pretty close. And and, and, and that, that love is both publicly and if you talk to her, like when the camera's off, that the love is real. Yeah. The love I, is real. I and remember I a couple of years ago where she's like, I literally can't take my eyes off him. Like, he <laughs> just, he's in there for 10 minutes and he does five of the most amazing things you're going to see all game. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's what I said. That's what I've been saying. Um, you know, but um, talking about how Joe was talking about how he can be such a facilitator um, and, you know, just, you know, having that big man that can get you into your offense and help you do things and makes everyone better. And it's again, sometimes Rob's impact isn't even something that you can fully see, but all of a sudden you see the numbers and they're like, they're plus blank with him on and, and, and whatever off and the offensive rating with him on versus off. And it's strange for a person you view as a non-offensive player, person who makes his bones primarily on defense, less so this year, 
um, you know, than, 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 than the last couple. Um, but he can do so many things, and he is such an adept passer, and the ball doesn't stick in his hands, and he's quick to move it, and he has really excellent instincts and really great vision and quick hands and keeps the ball alive on the boards, whether he's getting rebounds or tapping to someone else. So many things happen when he's out there, and that's with him, again, I believe, playing at not uh, 100% uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, of, of, of whatever his physical uh, – you know, capabilities are. So it's, uh, again, it's, it's always heartening to see it, but as Jimmy said, let's go. Yeah. Let's, right. let's, let's see the next one. Right. And then the next one, I mean, and then the next one. Yeah. There's levels. There's levels to this Rob. <laughs> and, so and, and, they, and they need him to do that because of the way that they utilize Al Horford, who was that, that big facilitator. When they've got Al out there being a catch and shoot guy, you still need someone around the basket who can help facilitate other than, you know, Tatum and Brown who are looking to drive to the basket. Rob is a perfect complement to what those guys like to do because of one, his ability to get guys the ball. And two, he's not someone who's going to be demanding the ball. He, if you get in the ball, great. If you don't, he's not going to trip about that. It's rare that a guy has soft hands like him, the ability to finish as consistently as him, and doesn't really get caught up in wanting touches. Yeah. It's uh, it's remarkable. And again, uh, I'm, I'm hearing from our producer out in the field, Amit, uh, out there as well. Malcolm Brogdon kind of saying the same things. Rob, obviously, uh, a big topic tonight uh, among the uh, the reporters. And, you know, he got his podium slot. Sidebar. Is, yeah. Rob, well, sidebar. You know, Here's the thing. You see Tatum and Brown score, tw- score 25 and 30 points all the time. You don't see Rob putting up 16. So it is, uh, of the things happened tonight, one of the more uh, noteworthy uh, things. And I'm guessing there's going to be a series of sky's the limit ceiling article, uh, you know, you know, Rob ceiling uh, articles tomorrow. And justifiably, because, again, that's that. I mean, what did Celtics fans say for the first 25 games of the season? Oh my God, if they're playing like this now, just imagine what happens when Rob comes back, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, some other things, shooting coming down to earth, other injuries, uh, you know, beset by injuries uh, to other players. Uh, things didn't go as well. Plus, I think Rob's both conditioning, you know, trying to get himself back in, and uh, Missoula trying to figure out how to, how to do it how to run the Rob show, you know, and they're still kind of figuring uh, some of that stuff out, but it's almost perfect the way it plays guys. And just in terms of, you look at the arc of this season, you get out crazy hot early on doing a bunch of things, give yourself a shit ton of confidence. Then when you slump in that second part, you can say, okay, we came off of what we were doing well, but if we go back to it, we'll be okay. Plus we've had injuries. Plus we're figuring stuff, some stuff out. Our coach is figuring out rotations. We're figuring out how to play different types of styles and X, Y, and Z. And then you get into the last third of the season and everyone hopefully is back to full health and you've figured a lot of shit out. Um, and then uh, someone like Rob is, playing his way back into the type of player or the type of condition that you think he needs to be in, you could be, this could be a peak at the right time sort of scenario with them where things start to really come together later, uh, just the way things uh, unfolded, but you're already, you've got the best record in the NBA now after not having really played well for a stretch of 25 or pretty inconsistently for this stretch of time. Uh, So it's pretty impressive. Joe Sway Pavone, Joining in as well. What's up, Josue? 
What's going on, fellas? You know, I figured, or I assumed rather, that Kyrie would take a, a bit longer, but he just he just hit the podium. But it's all good. I'm with you guys. So we'll, we'll get some quotes soon. We got Bobby in there. But, um, yeah, Jock Vaughn, um, I, I, I did sit in during his presser, and uh, he took a lot of the blame. Took a lot of the blame starting the first quarter, so he didn't prepare his team uh, enough, and especially for that onslaught throughout the first quarter that he says – clearly snowballed they never recovered from that so uh he took he took most of the blame for this loss not buying it not buying it not one bit um, no he's, 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 it's, it's good coach bad coach right look, i feel look, like he's been, look, he's been good, good, for, good for him left. they didn't they didn't get their ass kicked because of his x's and o's they got their ass kicked because one they played a team that's better than him two they were shorthanded and three they didn't play with any effort. They didn't play with any pride. I don't care how badly you're being outplayed. Their effort was the biggest problem for them tonight. They just did not play hard. Right. Um, and if you had to single out anyone, I would probably single out Kyrie. His individual numbers are great, but but Kyrie didn't really do a whole lot to uplift no. the guys around him. No. That's a problem. partially on the coach, though, no? I mean, trying to get the guys ready for the game. If you show up there sleepwalking, I mean – Totally, so. but coaches tend coaches tend to I always feel like be a little bit um, nicer. extremist with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. their teams get absolutely wiped out, there's no reason to heap on on top of it. They know they were down right. forty in most of this game. They don't need to be told like they played like ass. They kind of know right. it. You almost feel like I always find coaches go a little lighter in these sort of situations here, uh, and it's just like just toss it. Not right. on to the next one. Especially, especially, right? No, you're right, John. Especially um, new coaches that are in a, a, a good situation outside of what happened today, right? I mean, in, yeah. in terms of what he's done with this team as a whole, ever since Steve Nash was let go, he's he's done his best. He's done a good job. Obviously, not having Kevin Durant in this one mattered a lot. But yeah, yeah I'm with you, Sherrod. The effort was terrible. I mean, they just don't have guys that can really score on their own outside of Kyrie and a couple of other guys in which we knew that, but you, you figured you would see more team oriented basketball. Right. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the times, like you said, I mean, Kyrie was, was out to get his, but I feel like unless he ran into a wall in the paint, he you know threw it out to the corner to Joe Harris for a three or so outside of that, you didn't see a whole lot of playmaking out there for, from the, for, for the, the nets. Yeah. Jalen uh, Brown, Jalen Brown tweeted. What did he tweet? Energy shifter. No, he didn't. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah, he did. Did he really? You're just saying that. I'm not. When I make that up. That's your Jimmy, uh, I might be telling the truth, I might not be voice right there. I am dead serious. I I would, Joe I would not get your hopes up that high, man. I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, you would have let it go by then. You would have let it go by then. For as much as I Energy shifter. for, for, For like as hard as I rolled my eyes, at the last one, um, the energy did shift. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> Maybe it was when um, he, when he, when he yeah. pulled that yeah. move on Kyrie. Uh, we, uh, he was right, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, Jalen Brown. No. Like Jimmy's face after the Joe Missoula uh, love you quote. The, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so wait, Josue, hey. who were you talking to in the locker room? You got any uh, insight or anything you want to add? Um, no, I mean, I I, I was just in uh, Jock Vaughn's uh, presser, but I mean, the Nets. It's going to be Kyrie, and then everyone else is going to. It's going to be in the locker room. But um, no, I was waiting to see what Kyrie had to say about this. But I'm sure Bobby will will, will jump in here soon. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like the Celtics, I, I, I knew they were due for a type of performance like this. I, I didn't think to this extent, but you know, in terms of like the offense clicking and them putting up, tacking on, you know, the one of those games, right? 19, 23 pointers, everyone sort of in flow, but the way they got out to that start, man, and you, you, you can talk about Brooklyn's effort. You can talk about what they were trying to do defensively, but they just didn't have an answer and they didn't, they never adjusted. They just kept trying to go with it and, and, and and play themselves into the game. And I just feel like Jalen Brown and Tatum were just taking turns, just just dominating. I mean, look at their three-point touch and uh, the way they were attacking and, and getting in the paint and getting through. I mean, look, just look at the, the way Derek White got to the, to, the, to the hoop on that layup in the first half. And, I mean, I, I think that was like a testament to just how much effort they were putting on defense. And the Celtics just, just made them pay for it, man. This offense really got rolling in a way that we haven't seen in months. Yeah. And the crazy, the crazy part about this game is that Tatum, I thought, offensively played with a good level of aggression. And you know how many free throw attempts he got? Zero. And you know Zero. why? Because they never touched him. Jalen? That's a testament no, for terrible no, defense no, right Tatum, there, Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. Tatum, zero free throw attempts. Yeah. They never touched him. Never yeah. touched him. That's crazy. Yeah. How, does that, how does that happen? Literally, the best player on their team does not get touched. They didn't want to touch him. Because he, he took, he took. I mean, both he and Jalen took almost all of their shots from three tonight. Yeah, but when they drove to the basket, that, that's your. Op- they didn't drive to the basket a lot, but they drove no. enough to where someone should have been. Jason Tatum of was ass. a freaking plus forty six in twenty nine minutes tonight. <laughs> Jeez, Is Louise, that good? <laughs> it's just banana land. The whole that- thing, <laughs> just just a silly game. Uh, we'll bring in Bobby and the gang. Is all here? What's up? What's up, New my dog? Team assemble. What we would like to know, what Jimmy Toscano would like to know is how much credit for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's performance did Kyrie Irving take tonight? Oh, none. Pretty subdued Irving tonight, as he's ah, been boo. since the suspension. Um, he's not going to do it every time, John. Come on. Well, we just yeah. thought that he would say, Yo, you know, it's great to see these guys. So you proud know, of those guys and yeah, their development. Yeah, what these guys have been able to no, do. I mean, if like, someone set him up, I'm sure if there was been, a – Tatum question. I know. Someone's got to bait him. I remember these Jimmy guys as young him. pups. He kills it yeah, with kindness where people bait him. Yeah, I need to yeah. show up to the next one. I'll yeah. Show up to the next yeah. One. He'll be back. He'll be back for one more time. I am interested. I'm going to let it settle a little bit, but uh, what is this now? How many wins in a row for the Celtics versus them? Ten? Ten. This is, this is sort of how I predicted this feud <laughs> ending, is that the Celtics, and I think we talked about this on the show probably last year, once they flipped the script on Brooklyn, Brooklyn had their number for a while, 2021, early last year. Once the Celtics took superiority over them, this whole thing wasn't going to matter anymore. And did he get booed tonight? Yeah. And every time he touched the ball, you hear it, heard it. But there wasn't that atmosphere of disdain that you felt in the playoffs and in other uh, settings against him uh, through the past couple of years here. Because especially after you go up 30 in the first quarter – like who cares? And that's sort of the mindset I think a lot of fans are taking on. I'd actually be interested to hear what people are thinking in the chat on this because I feel like we're very close to this whole Kyrie thing coming to an end. Um, I didn't feel like that vitriol in the crowd tonight that we had in other nights. And I think a big no. part of it is you're just so much better than this team now. They're not a threat, it's, and he's so much in the he's such a distant memory at this point. It, and when, that's the thing. It's yeah. not a fun. They it, don't. It's Right. Yeah, Jimmy, I mean, yeah, keep going with that, Jimmy, because that, that's no, what I was about it, to get. Go, keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not fun when you just, I mean, guys lying on the ground 
and you're still punching them, like that's not cool anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, they, there's got to be some fight back, and, and that's what the whole that's the whole fun of a rivalry is. Like, that's why LeBron is booed as loud as he is everywhere he goes. It's not because everybody hates him, although a lot of people do. It's because he's still the best, and he still gives you puts on a show, and he still gets under your skin, and he still is entertaining, and he's somebody that you want to watch regardless of whether what you think of him. Um, he puts asses in the seats and right now it's yep. just not, it's just not that with Kyrie in the nets. I mean, it, is there, you know, if the nets went on a hot streak and they made a little playoff run and the Celtics met the nets in the playoffs, you're damn right. It would be loud in the garden. Yeah. You got KD sure. out there. You got Simmons out there. But yeah, yeah in a, a game different. like this, Bobby, when, you know, it would, they're up Celtics go up 20, you know, basically when the ball gets tipped and that's kind of it at that point. Yeah. There the is no edge. There That's why is it was so important for the Brooklyn Nets to get out to a better start than that because they're just they're 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 fragile right now, right? Without Kevin Durant going up against the Celtics, I mean, they just I'm not sure they had enough firepower to, to begin with, right? But then you let them get off to this hot start. Tatum and Brown are crushing you by halftime. It gets out to that big lead. I mean, I'm looking at Bobby like, how are they even going to put together a, a, a type of comeback when they can't even string together stops? They don't even have the effort, you know. They don't even have the 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 culture, right? I just, you saw the clear gap between the Brooklyn Nets and the Celtics. And I think we all sort of knew the extent of it without Kevin Durant, but I just expected a, a I expected more of a fight from Brooklyn in this Was one. there a Chan at the end? We, we were going Nick, down. And yeah, yeah, there was. Bobby, there, I, I saw it all over Twitter, but yeah, it was, we didn't catch it, but we were heading back. <laughs> all right. Nick, so Nick still Nick Kyrie did but disrespect. It's not the same, guys. It's the not the same as you said. Sure. Yeah, it's not. Before it was there, Celtics, but it's not the same. Yeah. When right. the Celtics were lower, you, you're mad at him for leaving you and destroying the franchise. But then they mm-hmm. turned it around, and then obviously last few years, again, there is no rivalry between the hammer and the nail. So I mean, again, you yeah. can't beat a team ten times and then you know care as much anymore. But right. um, I, 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 I still caution. What's interesting here, most interesting about Kyrie. And this whole situation is that, uh, hey, thank you. Thanks, Dimitri. Joe Sway, bro. Too. We love Joe you, Sway. too. <laughs> well, Joe, you got to friggin', you got to dog we, him like that after Joe. this kind of comment. We, we call you Joe. Sometimes. Hey, the coach name is Joe, all right? We got we to gotta separate some people here, you know? The Joe, interesting our own thing Twitter to handle has Joe bro, in pre- it. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's a phonetic thing, you know? <laughs> Anyways, John, carry on. This team is this team, which we thought so here's the thing. Fine. You don't think they're challengers? I absolutely fully think. I don't know what happened to Bobby. I absolutely fully think so, see, that Bobby Brooke, hates that. He hates when people don't say Joe Sway. I don't yeah, it's all right, Bobby. He hates I'll it. Talk. I absolutely fully think that Brooklyn is a is and can be a good team, fully healthy. We have such selective memory during that, that stretch before Kevin Durant got hurt, they were the best team in basketball. I don't know how people forget this. He is one of the top three players on the planet. He's missing right now. It's He's vitally important. This team, it was his – they're shooting – they're one of the best shooting teams ever. It's a good team. Don't write them off completely for their flaws. We're so quick to look at those. I don't think they're dead and buried. We were dead wrong on one thing – this will be such a shit show with Simmons and Kyrie that it's just going to blow up. It's not going to blow up. Actually, it's going to not only that Kyrie's probably going to resign here and Simmons is never going to be the player. Anybody expected him to be, but he's going to be maybe useful. Maybe not. Doesn't matter, but this is what you got. He's not useless. So 
yes, it's not a big three anymore. You take a big step back in talent from Harden, but this didn't get blown up as people thought it would. They, people thought this entire thing, Durant get traded, Kyrie not re-signed, and this team going into the tank, none of that is happening. I actually think Kyrie re-signs here, and they play it out for the next few years and see what happens. So I definitely think we misread that. Uh, that was a, that was a slightly misread situation. I don't see this thing going, going to hell anymore. Maybe it does once Kyrie signs his extension. It gets a little bit of comfort, though. But this year, with him on best behavior and them playing like contenders when Durant is healthy, I think they I think they run it back. And I think they're still going to be somebody you're not going to love to play in the playoffs if they're, yeah, if, I mean, that's if their they're healthy. Option. That's, yeah. that's the thing, John. That's their best option. I mean, that's the – like, no one expect. well, maybe some people did. But, but it didn't seem likely, expect, right? Right, right. Well, they didn't expect Durant to be to, – to, What are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy. It's not all this. blurry, dude. What I'm is trying this? to get the trying blurriness. To like an opposite You're white making little like Valentine's hearts for the camera or something. My like, camera <laughs> is not focused on my face my right God, now. I literally not, had a countdown in my head. I was like, "When's John going to lose it?" It's Five, not at all distracting. Four, so three, yeah, go ahead. Two. Can you see how blurry my face is right now? My whole yeah, but that's way less. That's less distracting <laughs> than what you were just doing before. It's distracting to me. Just go right, on. Fix with it. You. Fix it. I just think. If if Durant's healthy, they you, obviously you get a better game. And I think if you're the Brooklyn Nets, they were they were thinking, okay, if Kevin Durant can help carry us, and we can get the best out of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, we can get a full season out of him. We got a shot. We can get back into this thing. So obviously, for Nets fans, they're going to wait to see what happens when Durant comes back. But in the meantime, I mean, these guys can really slip here if they're not careful enough. And obviously, everyone's going to be keeping an eye on on Durant's return. But yeah, I'm with you, John. I just think. Keeping Kyrie in Brooklyn is, is their best option. Keeping Kyrie with Durant, at least right now, is the best option for this year and next. But moving you know, after that, we'll have to wait and see. But they don't have any other options right now. They really don't. You Someone guys are... explain this to me. <laughs> I don't know either. It sounds like it's a backhanded compliment. Maybe. I'll take it. Hey, I want to say this. Way. Hold on. Let's make sure that this gets out here. Yeah. Spelled correctly. Lots of love. But there's tomatoes. Uh, appreciate you. I think he's I throwing tomatoes at Joe Sway. He doesn't agree with whatever you're saying. He does not. Tomatoes. So buddy. with that. I thought, were, I thought there were hearts, but my boomer eyes couldn't see them. Yeah. yeah. How'd you miss that? No, I, I did see there were tomatoes. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm a little no, surprised. The guy, the guy who originally, uh, who got it wrong, he did say something. It's like, yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah. You know what, Joe Sway? Next time he says he loves us, he might just leave you out completely. Jimmy, if someone called you Jim, you'd lose it. That is kind of my name. I wouldn't lose it. I would say thank you for the love. You would if they say, said really? if they said Jim, you suck. I'd say Jim's not even. You would question it. Nice, Dave. You you, got, you nailed that one. Loved Dave. it. The Nets look like the knots <laughs> tonight. I think I used that joke a couple years ago. Um, I think you did. You did, Jimmy. You did. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I would say. Um, yes. Does Bobby work here, by the way? Who? No. Can I say one thing? <laughs> Who's Bobby? Yes, go ahead. Maybe he's got a one-on-one with Kyrie. Hold on. Stop it. Jimmy Cam, go. I'm blurry again. Can you believe <laughs> he's this? He's so insecure. He's so insecure right now. Don't do that to him. As soon as Don't do he went thing. big, it went blurry. You see the look on his face? It's like a deer in a headlight. <laughs> look at that. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a Is light that a bulb. light bulb? That's a light bulb, yeah. Um, I want to say this. John, I'm a little surprised that you're just assuming – 
that the Nets are going to be fine and that they'll just re-sign Kyrie and they'll just be contenders for the next three years. This is a contract year for Kyrie. I didn't say any of those things. You basically did. He basically did. You said said that they would probably sign Kyrie. They'll sign Kyrie and I said it didn't blow apart this year. I didn't say contenders for three years. I said they'd be dangerous this year. So when you were healthy. You're insinuating that they will be though. Because you're saying they are not. I don't insinuate. I just say it. I just say what I'm You're saying they're contenders when right now with Durant, with a, with a healthy Durant, you were saying that they were contenders. This year, yes. Yeah, so Durant will come oh, back as your man. audio gets screwed Neat up because you can't figure out audio. So Durant oh. comes back and Look Kyrie guys is still on the team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh, Dimitri. Sorry, go ahead, Dimitri. That's our guy. All money to him. Hell no. He ain't getting a cent. No, no. That part's not happening, but I appreciate you doing that, man. Super chat. Thank you, man. Cent. Thank you. Thank you. John, it's a contract year. Sherrod's already talked about it. Kyrie's on his best behavior. As, yes. soon as, as soon as he gets that deal, who's to say that he might not get bored of basketball I said, I, again I or he missed like priorities, might that. go elsewhere, he might cause trouble? Who's to, say that like Durant, I, I, who's to say that Durant even wants to stay on the team? The last, year, the last offseason from him, he wanted to be traded. Just because, what, Kyrie's on his best behavior this year, all of a sudden that's going to change? I wouldn't say the future looks super bright for the Nets just because – it hasn't blown up this year. You just talked about how Ben Simmons might just not be good at basketball ever again. Um, so I don't think it's a great situation for this organization. Kyrie might resign because I think a lot of teams, even though he isn't causing any trouble right now, I think a lot of teams would still be pretty damn hesitant to give him uh, a long-term big money deal because there's too well, many I mean- unknowns. There are a lot of unknowns, but if you are a franchise that has not anything remotely close to talent comparable to Kyrie, you're going to take Kyrie because he's going to put fam- folks in his, in his stance. He, Kyrie is a good investment if you are a franchise that needs someone to, to put a, a brighter if spotlight got- on your franchise than it has right now. And Brooklyn, yeah, let's be you honest. You don't have a lot to lose. Can Brooklyn sure. do better? Can Brooklyn do better? Can they get someone better than Kyrie? Or better fit than Kyrie? Maybe. Better player? I don't think so. You don't think players want to play with Durant? Are you talking about t- 2023 Durant? Or are you talking about 2015, yeah. 2016? I'm talking about 2023 Durant. 2023 Durant is a top player in he the knows, NBA. He knows Durant. He when, knows he's, when, he's when he's healthy. When he's on the floor. You're absolutely okay. right. He's that good. He's that good. But it, when he's not healthy, then you become, basically Kyrie. you become Kyrie. Got to carry this team. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up on coming up on the Nets post game no show. Real quick though, <laughs> I just feel like the, the the between Kyrie and Durant, they just feel like they're like a few pieces away. Like it doesn't mean all stars. I just think that that's their mindset. And if you're the Brooklyn organization, you're like, all right, well, let's run it back next year, at least one more year. Sign Kyrie to a one year and just try to keep doing that until you can form a squad around them. But it's going to be harder than they think. Well, I, I still think that the Celtics, the way they're constructed, are a better team. Even if if the Celtics keep their core together for the next two or three years, and let's say Kyrie returns in Brooklyn for another two, three years, I still think the Celtics are better. I agree. And so well, if yeah. you're Brooklyn, it's great for you, Brooklyn, but you're still not going to be the best team. And you start looking at other teams in the East, I don't know if Brooklyn is a top four, top five team in two or three years. Probably not. With, even, even with Kyrie. So Brooklyn's got to make that decision. But the Celtics, I'm, I'm more concerned with them just continuing on the path they're on right now. They're making incredibly good, smart, 
shrewd decisions. Uh, when you look at the Brogdon addition, you look at I mean, and Gallinari obviously didn't work out because of injury, but the idea of having a player with that skill set was a great idea. Great idea. So uh, I I don't really give a damn, to be honest with you, what Brooklyn is doing and how they're going to do whatever with Kyrie. I, I do I'm, I'm, Just, I'm more concerned with the Celtics because hey, the Celtics are the – You care. Because the, the Celtics are leading the pack and Brooklyn is playing catch-up. But last time I checked, do you drive looking in the back in your rearview mirror? No, you glance no, at it every now and it's then. Mere, it, it's merely pushback on the these guys suck. I don't. I I don't think they suck. I the Celtics have their number great, but they've faced them without Durant the last two times, and we've seen them play well this year. I'm not writing Brooklyn off this year. If you look around the East right now, who are you? I mean, I know Cleveland hasn't been a great matchup for them. Obviously, Philly is playing lights out, and right now, Philly you'd have to say is your biggest contender. But Milwaukee doesn't look like. I mean, they look like they might be. Sliding a little bit. I, I think Brooklyn's yeah, in that top four. I think Brooklyn's too. in that top four conversation. That's all I'm saying. Uh, wanted to uh, switch switch uh, gears back to Rob again because uh, this is just a Rob love fest coming out of post game. Uh, Jason Tatum just kind of heaped more praise on well, uh, Rob. We, we might get to that. Rob. Huh? He know that loves he him Rob. some Rob. No question about it. Uh, we also have, and let me see if I have this here uh, queued up. Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, By in the, the way, John. Room. Five straight wins yeah. for your for your sliding bucks. Five straight. Yeah. So I don't think they're Five sliding straight. anywhere but into the first. Play- and for you Bruins problems. fans out there, no slide, no more. Uh, nice win over Toronto. That was uh, a tonight. big one. So go bees, go bees. Love beating Toronto. Uh, up in Toronto, especially those guys are such friggin' dinks up there. Anyway, yeah, they are. F Canada. They're just they just hate the they hate the Bruins. Anyway, um here's Malcolm Brogdon talking about Rob uh, Rob Williams tonight and his ceiling which apparently according to everyone does not exist. Um you know, I think we used to uh have a guy with such great instincts, such great athleticism um and is so unselfish. I think he has a super high ceiling. Um and Rob's still young. Uh where I think he's trying to get just 100%. And I'm not sure he's 100%. Um, so his ceiling is, uh, I'm not sure what his ceiling will, will look like. Hey, cue up the classic Lil Wayne mixtape. No ceiling. No ceiling. Ain't going to be no ceiling. What's ceiling? No ceiling. What ceiling? Uh, and he's from Louisiana. That makes sense. I mean, we don't know where his ceiling is, so no ceiling. No ceiling, Rob. I like it. But you know what it is? Every time you hear this stuff, like, we don't need to hear the Celtics tell us Rob has potential and a, and a high ceiling or no ceiling and all of this stuff. What's interesting is how deeply they believe it. And you almost feel like by saying these sorts of things, they're almost trying to like urge him or will him out of whatever shell he still remains in. As I said, to fully realize his superpowers and kind of let it fly all at once. It's kind of like Rob can be whatever Rob wants to be. He just has to kind of do it. And I don't think they think he's slacking. I think they're just kind of saying, like, just go, man. You know, like, you be you. Right. I think when they give him the ball down low, they want him to try to score. I think they want him to assert himself. I See, think they I want disagree. Him to be more aggressive. That's my okay. big complaint is that they're not. They're not looking for him enough. Perhaps not in the game. I agree with you, Jimmy. But I, I do think when they see those moments, they're like – Go for it, but you're right. He they, needs they to, stand he needs to, to him take it upon more. himself. Yeah. yeah, he's not. When's the last time you saw Rob call for the ball? Yeah, well, he's yeah. not going to he pull doesn't. it up. He's not going to no. do that. 
Yeah, he's not. I don't do care. That. Rob, well, Rob could well, be president. Oh, he's not going to do that. He's got no ceiling. No ceiling exists. But he's never going to call for the ball. What are we talking about then? He obviously has a ceiling. I, I feel like they're trying a little more lately, and I agree with you, Jimmy. And it's especially been a Tatum and frust- Brown. Source of frustration on the show. They're not looking for him in enough places. The coach might not be calling his number enough times, and you do just kind of get used to the. Well, he'll be there to clean up our mess, or if right. he's there on a lob, I'll give it to him, and right. that's all you think of him as. Or off a double. But you're right. They don't off play a double team. Bounce pass in the paint. That's been the go-to so lately. You know, one single yeah. play a game. They don't play through Rob. So I wish if he, they, ha- if he has no ceiling, maybe look his way a little bit. I wish they did. I mean, one of the things when I was in Detroit that Larry Brown, when he was coaching the team, used to do was on the very first possession, Ben Wallace would get the ball in a block and just go to work. Make sure yeah, your big is happy. And, right. And, and if he scores, great. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. But you're, you're making sure that you let him know in a very specific, tangible way that we want you to be part of what we're doing offensively. And I think they're trying to do that in their own way by, by making sure the ball is moving and that it at some point moves into Rob's hands. But Rob, to have such a, an incredible soft touch around the basket – uh, you want to see him take more shots around the basket going forward. Uh, and it may not happen this season. It may not happen next year. But the natural transgression to the guy who has no ceiling is to get more post-ups and to do more exactly. things around the basket other than catch lobs. Uh, and, and he's great at that. But Rob has the potential to be great at a lot of other things. He just needs to start moving in that direction and not just kind of just kind of going with the flow. Right. But when this team is told to take, you know, 43 pointers a game there's a lot less opportunities for him so i i'm not saying change your entire offense around and play the game through rob but i think that there's a, a little bit more they can do to get him involved like you just said sherrod and in in uh detroit they made a point to get their big man involved early on maybe that gets him into a little bit of a groove you know maybe he gets a little maybe that's what the confidence that rob needs is to be actually looked at and looked upon to say hey we want you to score right now on the block do your thing if you miss you miss you're still our guy. We're going to look for you again later on in the game. Instead of, like you said, he's just a guy that cleans up the mess or, or, or creates second chance opportunities and blocks guys. And, and he had, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't do his job well. It's just that if there is no ceiling, like everybody says, then maybe you guys should put your money where your mouth is a little bit and get him more involved. That's all. Um, really great. Um, switching Thank gears you. quickly. Switching gears just quickly off of uh, Rob and um, Bobby's jumping in. I'm sure he'll have uh, more follow on you know just all of the gushing over Rob tonight. But a good Kyrie Irving quote tonight about the Celtics. Uh, it's clear as day that they want to win the championship and they're not wasting any time in the regular season. So tonight, I just felt like we were just one of those teams in the way. We've got to be one of those teams that stands nailed up it. to them. <laughs> nailed it. Yep. We yeah, should, that's we're gap. just roadkill. Literally, that's the gap now, guys. Good quote. Like a yeah. year ago, it was neck and neck, or you look out, they could knock you. Now it's that's what it is. You're just in the way. Right. Shout out to Kyrie. I like that. Give me more of that roadkill. Road I love it. We're just we're just roadkill. Yeah. That's that. That's what he's saying. And right. Celtics fans they would respect that. Seriously, like that was. I mean. I like wow. him. I want him back. Wow. Let's bring him back. Wow. I, I like this know, new Kyrie. That's, Let's leave that, it at good quote. Real. We'll leave it at good that's quote. A damn good spoken, like a, spoken like a champion. He remembers those days. Damn. You know? I like Not that. much you can spoken say like a dude who just got like ran over. <laughs> <laughs> that too. 
<laughs> he, he delivered the quote like this. That was the sound of a tool chest <laughs> falling down the stairs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you've been one of those teams kind of in the Celtics, there's been a few teams uh, that have felt that for sure. Um the the, the 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 have bore the full brunt of uh, of uh, of the Celtics. Uh, it just needs to be uh, here. A little bit more yeah. consistent. That's all. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Let's bring in Bobby for the last uh, thirty seconds of the show. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Thank you, Bobby. That's hey, it for us. All right. Good night, Bobby. I want to thank our sponsors. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming out. Good night. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Friday. Take care. <laughs> Bobby's doing that thing with the teachers, like you guys done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Bobby knows that we're joking, or maybe he does. He does. I don't know. At some point, he might start talking. I don't. I don't. I don't know. What are we talking about? Oh, you talking about, you're uh, done. We're talking Come about on, Top Gun Two. Are you Tom Cruise from Top Gun Two tonight? What? Uh, what, you just got out of Tatum. There's a lot of Rob love going around, huh, huh Bobby? Yeah, I think it's been said three or four times tonight. The unlimited ceiling with him, and this is right up our alley, John. We've talked about this more than anybody else in terms of him being aggressive on the offensive end, uh, maybe lacking some of the tools he could have developed on that end uh, this year, and of course the injury return, which is still a thing. Um, you got asked, Rob got asked about. Uh, just managing these injuries and what the process is like on game nights of um, getting into the lineup and how what questions are asking him throughout the close of games and of course the minute management which of course is still present uh, sneaky effective 19 minutes it felt like he actually went longer uh, for how much he did tonight he did a lot in a short time obviously he had a couple baskets early a block and um, he said conditioning-wise, he's where he needs to be now. That was obviously a big challenge for him. But uh, even with the recent ankle injury, it wasn't conditioning that limited him tonight. It's just uh, the management they have him on. And he's still going with the flow with that. Um, I think we all wish, and he wishes too, that he could play more. Uh, but at least What I want to know more than anything, Bobby, is the conditioning was an issue. But the yeah. other is physical limitations, which is to say, is he limited at all? Uh or is he conserving himself? A lot of times I feel like he's choosing not to go all in on some stuff, selling out on blocks, getting up. You even see like dunk opportunities. He's like, I'll just lay it in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you're trying to save bullets for playing 25 and 30 minutes, but it does give the appearance of somebody who's less explosive. So I'm not sure if that's a thing or not, or the ankle knocked him back a little bit, or if he's feeling any pain or stiffness, or he's just simply saying, sometimes I just don't need to be jumping through the roof all the time. So I can just kind of keep it to myself and use those bursts when I need them, but I don't have to do it, you know, you know, 50 times a game. Well, he said he felt fine with the ankle by yesterday morning. So he knew he was going to play then uh, tonight. So I don't think that was any issue tonight uh, specifically. Probably just a small tweak that they took a, a precautionary day off with. Uh, in terms of the energy conservement, one of my favorite anecdotes with him over the last couple of years, I think The Athletic wrote this, was uh, when Al came back and in practice, he sees him dunking everything and just jumping through the roof, as you talk about. And Al actually told him then, uh, you know, save some of those for the game. And I'm sure there's an element of him mentally trying to figure out that balance of, all right, 
do I burn all this out in the first 10 minutes? Uh, what plays do I need to use this burst on? And, you know, I think some of it's so natural to him that I don't think there's really much of a control there. You know what I mean? Like one of the alley-oops tonight, he almost just like reached up and got it. He didn't fly way above the rim. He's just up there. This is just who he is as a player. Um, so I think a lot of it actually is just schematically fitting in with what they're doing. We talked about this, John. The offense is different this year, and he acknowledged that. Faster, different places on the floor he needs to be, all the spacing emphases that they have. He's not fitting in great with it right now. And Joe, I think, is really starting to realize they got to ramp him up in terms of his involvement in this. That I know you probably were jumping out of your seat, John. That little jump hook he hit. It was, it was like Kim and Hal were playing hot potato, and Hal was just I like, know. take it. And he hit, he hit Dude, the little Dude, you jumper. do it. Right. Like, Kim and Tear, you. You're right there. You know, right. and then he did it. Yeah. So much of it, I think, is a mindset, mental, and schematic thing with him. Like, he can fit into this offense. Their offense has been great with double big. Um, again, tonight. So, it's all about him finding the spots in it to score. And that was a big thing tonight, Joe said, is that – he set such good screens that the Nets couldn't go under them. Like They had to go over and attack them, and that's when he was able to slip and create the two-on-ones and even get his own shots off a lot of times. So he was great tonight, I thought. Probably, is this his best game so far this season? I don't know. I don't, Probably I, up I there. I feel like there's been others, but still. It might be tough. It, it was good to see it. Yeah, especially after an injury. Offensively, probably it was his best game. I think we yeah, seen him jumping point. around and, and blocking shots a lot more. And, and again, Bobby, and I said this, I don't know if you're on the show. I want to see this stallion in a game that actually is like a competitive game. You know, I want to see Rob's aggressiveness in, in situations where you actually need to be aggressive and we actually do have to look for a shot and where they have to actually look for him for a shot. Because I feel like he's a zero part of the offense in any game that's a close game or any, you know, competitive game. So this is nice, and maybe it's good for his um, confidence, but I want to see it carry over into a game where they actually need him to score 16 points. Yeah, I, I'd say so. And he needs to want the ball. There were times like yes. baseline, uh, he just passed up a ton of open space. And that's really the key for him, I think, is taking the open space that the defense gives him. He's always looking to pass. He doesn't look at the basket. I, I forget who said it a couple of shows ago. One of you was like, just get in a scoring position. Yeah. <laughs> like, make yourself yeah. a threat out there. Well, a week ago, he, he, blew, he blew, blew off a layup and just looking for passes. And it's like, there's no one in front of you. Just throw it down. Yeah, and he said even tonight, he acknowledged it too. I got to be a bigger focal point offensively, especially when it comes to creation. Uh, but also scoring, like he can take the jump hook. And he said, even I can take the 15 footer. He hasn't this year. So I'm excited to see him start to put it in his head that this is my emphasis for the next couple of weeks here is really getting my offense going, being aggressive on that end. And you know, he can hit free throws now and it doesn't hurt to get him to the free throw line if he can. And we obviously know he's in uh, a great offensive rebounder. So it just kills me when he's standing out of bounds, John, like the couple of clips I sent a few games ago. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a position to do anything except chase I think rest. I think he's playing possum on those to sneak into the offensive glass. That's all. So he's just trying to get he's, – he's trying to get – he wants to be lost so no one can find him, put a body on him, and then he's he trying to sneak in and crash. That, but just, but being in bounds is, is really important to, Typically. you know, being involved in being the offense. So, right. Yeah. That's like the first thing you have to do is actually be standing in the in the in, in play. Literally in yeah. the game. 
actually the ball comes your way, you know. On the court, yes. And, and and who knows? This might just be who he is, especially when it comes to being in and out of the lineup and not being able to work on your game when you're hurt and rehabbing all the time. All this stuff plays into it. I think Malcolm insinuated that in the locker room too when I was talking to him. That, that he's just I not think. he's not physically in the yeah. place where he can show everything he's capable of right now. Malcolm said that. So I hope we don't look back and say, what if? Because I think we all look at this point, and Jimmy and John were obviously very early on this, that this guy has potential to be so much more than he already is. And he already is great. But offensively, there's a higher ceiling. I'll, I'll never forget his guy, Ricky, telling me, like, we know we know offense is a work in progress with him. Like, there's a lot of stuff he can add to that end of the court. And, um, you know, hopefully he's going to be healthy enough this summer where he can actually come back next year and just look, I know you talk about body transformation, John, but also skill transformation, just having total new layers. To oh, you're waiting for that one miracle off season where he comes back and you're like, Jimmy oh, once again oh. with KG. I wonder if KG talked to him, Jimmy. That's what I, I said don't earlier. Think KG knows who he is. Honestly, <laughs> it looks like KG and Pierce sat down with Tatum Brown and smart. I don't know if Rob was in the building or what the situation was. That was there. it. That was the inspiration guys. That would be a dream scenario. I want KG to lock himself in the gym with Rob Williams. I don't care if it's for an hour, a day, a week. I want Rob Williams to come out like he just, uh, you know, I don't know, saw God or something like that. And I just want him to play possessed. That's what I want. Yeah, I want the KG effect. Not just for Rob. I want the whole team to feel that way. And, and maybe – that's part of the energy that shifted tonight that Jalen Brown tweeted about. Maybe that energy that the KG brought with him uh, earlier this week. I mean, I, I haven't seen a whole lot come from that. I'm sure there's going to be, I know the showtime is a big part of the whole thing. So I'm sure we'll see it at some point, but does, does KG talk about, uh, do any of you guys listen? Does he talk about Rob a lot? No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen much of the, um, of the, I guess, content that's come out that. of that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think a lot of it's... I'm sure, further, he, I'm sure he admires Rob big time. The similarities between these those two guys defensively, for sure. I mean, Rob is a legitimately defensive player of the year level guy. I thought before you got injured last year, he was in that position. And then mm-hmm. he gets hurt and, you know, the narrative shifts and Smart kind of takes hold of the, the credit for the defensive season that the team had. But Smart to me was the, uh, like... I guess the best where I can come up with is floor. Like he gave them that high, high floor, and then Rob shot them through the ceiling with the things he did defensively. And you're still waiting for that to come back too, right, Sherrod? Like I don't think we've even seen defensively Rob be who we can be this year. Well, there's no ceiling. What ceiling? What are you talking about? There's there when it, okay. Rob, the 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 building that is Rob Williams does not have a ceiling. I love that the ceiling is there's no ceiling. <laughs> I'm about to put that mixtape on. Bobby, we're going to listen to No Ceilings tonight. <laughs> the Wayne classic. I love that we had a Rob night. It was overdue. Um, it is. It was overdue. But, Bobby, do you agree with me, though, that, like, they need to look for him, like, purposefully a yes. little bit more? Yes. I think it's as much the creators on the team's fault. And Smart does a great job with it to just add another thing to the list that they missed with Smart. Guys don't see him. And there's also that thing of the hot potato where he's just tossing it back and forth between those guys. So it's a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. He needs to look to score when he's around the basket. And he finally did tonight. Um, 
So, yeah, um, I'm just thrilled with what he showed tonight. You hope he can stack one on top of another, do it again against Phoenix. I think the best game of his career was against Phoenix last year on New Year's Eve. So it's a good matchup for him, it seems like. And, uh, you know, continue to get more and more involved. I'm just thrilled, Jimmy, that the coach is finally emphasizing it. Um, Joe said you could tell that, too. That's true. I think Joe said exactly – Robert Williams is a huge key for us on offense. I think that's the reason why you're seeing guys like Tatum and Brown look for him more often, especially in the situations where they're down low, they got the double team. You know Rob's somewhere you know, roaming around, and, and I think that's uh, that's something they'll continue to do. The two go hand in hand. They really do. I, I don't think it's a uh, matter of you know Rob calling for the ball, you know, ISO, everyone clear out. Like, no, that's not how it goes. I think it's uh, – Finding Rob in the offense, uh, incorporating him more often, and I think the more he gets his reps in, the, the better he'll be. I, I, I think he, that's going to be a big part of the offense moving forward. He, he never makes bad decisions. So if you get him the ball, even if he passes out like we've seen him do a million times, it's probably going to be a good pass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just get him his reps. Get him his reps. And I, and I think that's um, that's something that, that, that's been an emphasis the past yeah. the past week or so, when he's, when he's available, obviously. Right. You never look at Rob and say, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, guys. Speaking of, where's John at? John just sent us a note. He uh, forgot he had a pie in the oven that he needs to take out. He cannot come back to early the, dismissal. To the show. I no, love, I think- I love when, uh, when when shit goes down. He just he just leaves. It's like he just like <laughs> shuts it down. He's like, I'm not gonna let you guys clown me. You're yeah. never gonna see him try to you know power through. He's like, nah, I'm shutting it down. You guys it's, not gonna clown it, me. He, he doesn't. He doesn't like struggle with it. Like he doesn't go down. Yeah, because nothing cracks him up more than see someone else you know, frozen or like skipping. It's just like, oh no, I can't. I can't dare let myself look like this. I gotta cut he myself can't. off. Well, don't, don't get in your don't get in your feelings, Brockton Wi-Fi. Don't get in yeah, your feelings. All right, you know, I, I yeah. just. You know, instead of trying to power through, guys, I think that that should be the move. You know, just just call it a night. All right. Yeah, John. just 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 fold just fold early on. Nah. Shout out to I John. Mean, yeah, I mean that's um that's John's story anyway. So John's John's done. I'm looking for the uh, I'm looking for the, the 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 lower here, but I I don't think I can find it here. Um, where are we for the game recap? But if we can't, oh here we go. All right. That's going to do it for us, guys. We want to thank our sponsors once again, Athletic Greens. If you guys go over to athleticgreens.com slash garden, and you will be hooked up with a uh, one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs, a boatload of healthy things like probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogens, um, gut health, protein, the whole nine yards. It fits every single um diet that you could imagine for the most part don't quote me on that um and it's just honestly good for your overall health um so we want to thank athletic greens and um i don't know our our friends rocket are are our guys at rocket money still involved i think they are so we'll give a shout out to rocket money um shout out rocket shout out rocket money as usual um i think that's rocket money slash garden as well um, a great site that you guys can go to that's going to help you with all your subscriptions, um, especially guys like uh, John Zanis, who claims to have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of <laughs> monthly subscriptions that he's, he's, now able, he's now able to save. Thank you to Rocket Money. And also Rocket Money is just great for uh, managing your financial situation. So new year, you're trying to get your finances right. Um, Rocket Money is there to help you do that. Joe Sway, I think you used them or you've mentioned that them before so that's pretty cool too yes. and 
With that being said, I want to thank the fellas at the TD Garden tonight who are holding it down. Anything that we should be on the lookout for from you guys this week? What do we got? Podcast, articles, anything? Yeah, what? So trade deadlines. Bit. Trade deadlines coming. We'll, we'll probably have some guests on here, some spaces mm-hmm. firing up. Uh, get ready because it's a week from tomorrow, believe it or not. Uh, that trade deadline's coming around. Shouldn't be an act, super active yeah, time for the Celtics, but it's always good to toss around ideas and fire up the trade machine and see what else is happening around the league too because I think some of the competitors like Milwaukee probably going to land a Jay Crowder. Uh, Miami's probably going to do something. Brooklyn mm-hmm. looks like they need to do a little something even though they're not super flexible. And It's always a surprise. Remember last year, uh, Sabonis got traded for Halliburton and no one saw that coming, so who knows yeah. what could happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Celtic Maxwell Podcast, you already know. Brand new episode this week. If you haven't checked it out, check out the latest on Causeway Street. We had Christian Arcan on. Um, nice. His debut of his brand new show on WEEI. Kind of gave us a story about With Adam Jones. break up between, between 98.5 and Christian. And you don't want to miss it, guys. Check it out. Uh, Causeway cool. Street. Little uh, little media media podcast. That's interesting. All right, yeah, guys. Yeah, especially, you know, Boston sports fans. They, they want to know. They want exactly. to know the juice. I want to yeah. just I, – I could not end the show without saying one last thank you to the GOAT, Tom Brady, who has re-retired oh, officially. I was not expecting that news this morning. Uh, it hurt. I'll be honest. I still, think, I still think he's got more to give. But he's he's going out on his terms, which in the NFL is something that you always want to be able to say you can do. And um, he's the greatest of all time. I think that's not even obviously up for debate. So shout out Tom Brady. Sundays will never be the same. Oh, it pains me to say that, but it's true. But I think we're going to be seeing here and Tom still um, on the Fox broadcast. So all's not lost there. So no, all is not lost. He got his new bag. He's yeah, good. He bag. I don't feel bad I'm, for. I'm, honestly, I'm, not, I'm, not, feeling, I'm not feeling no sympathy for Tom Brady. I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad, bad for me because I I appreciate. Jimmy wants to watch the guy still play. Come on, man. There's, there's only a handful of of athletes that come in and out of your life that are that once in a you know you've got Brady, you've got LeBron, you know you had you know Michael Jordan before before LeBron and or Kobe if you want to go if we're talking basketball. Bill. We don't talk. Wait, who? Bill. Bill who? Brasky? Russell. 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 Oh, Bill Russell. Okay, okay. Bill Russell. Yes. Well, that was before I was talking about. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Belichick. I'm like, what? So, I thought he was going Belichick, too. I was about to, I was about to cancel him off. You're about to go in, right? Corey You're about to go How could you forget? Yeah, but, you know, like the Ortiz. I'm talking like uh, Ortiz, this day and age. Yeah. Anyways, guys, shout out Tom. Thank you. And yes. um, we will see you guys all. Friday against the uh, Suns. So until then, deuces. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.